Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and uh, welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, uh, Wednesday, January the 18th. And uh, this morning, of course, in the sporting world, uh, we've got a little bit of everything. Of course, uh, with the NFL playoffs taking place this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, along with uh, uh, storylines and all with regards to uh, the NFL divisional round. Anyway, uh, when you look at it, kind of changing of the guard, you know, in the last uh, few years, you always had Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, those quarterbacks. Well, it seems like now the next generation has arrived uh, with that course with rumors about Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers says I can still play and I'm sure Brady feels the same way. It still thinks he could be an MVP in the and I'm using air quotes the right situation. Sure sure yeah, of course. I, I could too in the right situation <laughs> it would be a really right situation. Yeah but. anyway I, I personally think it's uh, ego and the money I mean uh, when you see what these guys are making I mean who wants to give up uh, the amount of money that 20-plus million some of these guys are making each year? So uh, that comes into play a lot, too. Sure, I can still play. Uh, might not be able to perform like I have. But uh, anyway, and both are absent from the divisional round for the first time, you ready, since 2009. Meanwhile, the eight remaining starting quarterbacks, they're all under 30. I was going to say, is Dak Prescott the elder statement of that group? Uh, he is at 29. It's under 30. Of course, Trevor Lawrence at 23 played at Clemson. Block Purdy, uh, 23, played at Iowa State. Jalen Hurts, uh, Alabama and Oklahoma, he's 24. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, at Duke, 25. Joe Burrow, of course, uh, at Ohio State, then moved on to LSU where he won the Heisman, 26. Josh Allen out of Wyoming, uh, 26 also. Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech at 27. Of course, we just mentioned Dak Prescott at 29. So, uh Anyway, uh, we'll see which one of these eight will emerge. Of course, Brock Purdy is the guy let Johnny on the spot lately. I mean, with the 49ers, what more can you say? I mean, talking about, uh, you know, there's a good chance that uh, they could beat uh, Dallas. Uh, the way he's playing in their defense is just lights out. Uh, elsewhere, the beast of the East, the NFC East now, the Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. How about that? Uh, in the first division with three teams in the divisional round since the five-team NFL, NFC, I should say, Central, in the pre-alignment back in 97 when you had the Packers, Vikings, and Bucks. Anyway, Sunday will mark for the ninth playoff meeting between uh, the Cowboys and the Niners. Of course, who can forget the catch? Uh, tied for the most frequent NFL postseason matchups, uh, the Packers, 49ers, and Rams and Cowboys. Um Anyway, offensive juggernauts, uh, seven of the eight remaining teams uh, ranked in the top ten in scoring this uh, season. Of course, the Chiefs are first, the Bills second, the Eagles are third, Cowboys fourth, 49ers sixth, the Bengals seventh, and the Jaguars at tenth. Favorites again? Well, who can deny the Chiefs? They're favored for the 14th straight playoff game, the longest streak in the Super Bowl era. Uh, but beware of the Jaguars. <laughs> Doug Peterson, he's 5-1 as a playoff underdog. Uh, so we'll see what transpires. Elsewhere, number seven is still winless. The three years ago, the NFL expanded the playoff to 14 teams, adding the number seven seeds in each conference. So far, they've gone 0 for 6 
while getting outscored by a 12 to 2 point uh, differential. Going deep in the AFC arms race, uh, anyway, well, we'll see how that's all going to play out, too, folks. I mean, uh, what more can you say? Um, other news around the league, too, right now, Jeff. Would you believe the Cowboys are going to stick with their kicker? As Brent Mayer, uh, is, I guess he's got the vote of confidence. <laughs> and they also don't have a lot of options. Um, well, true. There are certain rules that allow you to add a player to the roster but it's got to be a completely unrestricted free agent Uh, not uh, if they can take one from a practice squad as long as they're still in the playoffs right right and a couple other things that would allow you to add a player but it's a pretty limited opportunity yeah in my opinion it should be like baseball you set your playoff rosters on september 1 you didn't play in the organization and are not a member of the 40-man roster, you can't see the postseason. That playoff roster can change series to series, but again, within that 40-man. Yeah, and that's usually the 40-man roster is uh, usually how teams run. Even though Uh, you only dress 26 or 25, but but you have technically a 40-man roster. Yeah, they increase that to 26. And and like you said, that's the 40-man roster, and most of those guys hang around through the baseball, through the playoffs, uh, while you're still playing. Anyway, the Cowboys will go into the divisional round uh, with the playoffs with Brent Mayer. Uh, battling the yips and he became the first player in any nfl game you ready since 1932 a span of 16,207 regular season uh games and playoff to miss four extra point attempts according to uh the ilias or ls uh, sports bureau the cowboys 31 to 14 win i believe in the hot hand and i believe in the yips absolutely uh, dallas's special teams coordinator John Fassel said, and you know, you wonder sometimes how do you get the yips? Well, uh, you got to how to get back uh, the hot hand, and I think it keeps stepping up. And you know, some of those extra points, uh, uh, one went off the top of the uh, mm-hmm. upright, one just uh, he shanked it to far to the left, one to the right, just finally hit that last one. I think even the Tampa Bay fans were clapping for him when he finally made that extra point. Uh, Anyway, let's face He only missed six kicks all season, and the yips well, that's, happened. That's the thing. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy all said the right thing. Hey, we're, we're looking at him at the totality of his uh, season, not on this one game. And, yeah, and no doubt uh, kicking is such a mental thing. And It is. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. One of the reasons you don't see a lot of great kickers at the high school level because it's – not just the kicker, it's the the snapper, it's the holder, and then the kicker, and then there's also uh, 11 guys trying to stop you from having a successful kick. So there's a lot at play there, and yeah, obviously at the pro level, you don't expect what you saw the other night, but, but all you can do is build a guy's confidence. That's what you need to do, and that's what they're doing, and I, I respect that. You, you look back uh, at McCarthy and his Green Bay days, uh, there was a time when they thought Mason Crosby was right. done. And he said, no, th- this guy is solid. We got our confidence in him. And eventually he did come back around. Yeah, so, he did. Uh, well, just to give you some uh, seasonal stats on Mayer, he made 29 out of 32 field goal attempts, missing from 59 yards twice and 46 yards. <laughs> Anytime you can be 100% inside 40 yards, that's a pretty darn good kicker. And he made 50 of 53 uh 
a point after he's missed the final attempt in the regular season final loss to the commanders. They, well, that's interesting. That, yeah, that's an indication right there. Anyway, then the fourth straight against the Bucks. He visited with his uh, special team coach, Fassel, early Tuesday morning and described Mayer as distraught following the performance. Anyway, uh, I think it's, uh, it goes on to say, I think the biggest thing for us is not to pretend like it didn't happen and kind of move on. Fassel said we addressed it from uh, – uh, a kind of what happened mentally and physically, as you mentioned. Uh, mentally comes into play, uh, you're just thinking uh, with all that. But as you, also, you've got a snapper, a holder, and a kicker all have to be in unison uh, for extra points, and uh, yeah, which you got to get it off in 1.7 uh, seconds or something like that for an extra point without it being blocked. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, you know, Green Bay, as McCarthy said, Juice just said, he stuck with Crosby, Mason Crosby, through some struggles at different points of multiple seasons. So, uh, anyway, um, as I mentioned, he did make his fifth extra point and uh, hopefully back on track. And, uh, of course, well, if he misses an extra point uh, uh, this, uh, when they play Saturday, Sunday, you start to wonder in your mind, uh, hmm, who else yeah. is going to kick, you know? I would say if he misses one or two and they lose, then uh, that's a different scenario than if they win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, um, you know, the the, the Sean Payton, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, stories go on and on with uh, what he's going to do. Of course, uh the talk is that uh, he's – I think he's met with uh, a couple teams already. I think he's heading to New York to uh, speak with, uh, I want to say, uh, was it is it Carolina he's going to meet with up well, there? Well, and Ben Johnson, uh, Detroit's OC, uh, said he's staying. He's staying yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, I did and, hear that. And, you know, the Vic Fangio uh, discussion we had yesterday that he would be uh, interviewing with Carolina and then – that makes me think Sean Payton is more of a possibility. Uh, L.A., the Chargers, uh, unload uh, Joe Lombardi, former Saints. Uh, yeah, he was with the Saints coach. people, yes. And he, they let him go and another coach go, but Staley apparently is staying. And uh, interesting uh, in that regard. But, uh, you know, San Diego had a lot of issues, too. You know, they lost players. Uh, they uh, went through uh, – some lapses in that regard. They had their share of uh, interesting uh, uh, changes, too. Uh, just uh, you're surprised. And, you know, the quarterback, Herbert, started off with a gang, and then he just he faded as fast as anything. And uh, you're going to wonder if um, uh, whether that coach's job is going to be remaining uh, uh, up 20, what, 27 nothing against uh, the Jaguars. And get beat 31-30 on a last-second kick. Um, anyway, interesting to see what the Jaguars are going to do this weekend, though, as uh, they take on the Chiefs in Kansas City in a big ball game uh, uh, this coming uh, weekend. And uh, I, I think midnight's approaching for Cinderella. Quite yeah, I'm kind of with you there, too. Uh, uh, Jacksonville, of course, that's the first game. Jacksonville and Kansas City, that's the first game Saturday afternoon on NBC. Uh, kickoff uh, approximately 3.30 our time. Uh, the Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half point pick. 52 and a, uh, is the over and under of that ball game. So uh, that'll be interesting. Of course, the next game later on that evening at 7.15 Saturday night uh, will be the Giants uh, traveling to Philadelphia to take on the uh, number one-seeded uh, Eagles. 
Uh, Giants come in 10-7 and 1. Meanwhile, Philadelphia is 14 and 3. They're also a, just a touchdown pick at seven and a half, uh, 48 and a half over and under. Uh, the weather up there, uh, high of 45 uh, during the day. Of course, they'll be kicking off uh, into the darkness, I should say, with the lights on. Uh, we'll see what transpires in that particular ball game. Of course, the Sunday action, I think everybody's going to be interested in this area to watch. Uh, of course, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow will travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Cincinnati 13 and 4, the Buffalo 14 and 3. That's going to be on CBS. The high and snow, snow with the high of 38 up in Buffalo. Uh, I'm sure the Bengals have played in uh, that type of weather, being uh, right there along the Ohio River. But uh, that game, um, 38's a high. Uh, don't see if it's cloudy, but snow. Uh, the Zambini machines, I guess, will be going to a certain degree, or what they call the say, clean the turf. Uh, yeah, kind of brush the snow. Yeah, snow blowers. Right. Uh, of course, the Zambini's in ice hockey. Yeah, and they do that every after each period, don't they? Correct. Okay. Anyway, of course, the Sunday night game, uh, everybody will be watching too, as the Cowboys will journey to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Of course, Dallas 13 and five, San Francisco 14 and four. Of course, those records include. Uh, their playoff wins, for that matter. It'll be on Fox at 5.30 uh, Sunday evening. Uh, of course, uh, the 49ers come in a three-and-a-half point pick uh, over the Cowboys at 45-and-a-half is over and under. Uh, the weather out there, 61 degrees. That's pretty generally for San Francisco uh, with the wind blowing. Uh, San Francisco doesn't get a lot of cold weather. Uh, it just doesn't get hot. No. You know, and, and uh, obviously you deal with the fog in some parts of the Bay Area, but uh, not as much of an issue for uh, the South Bay. Yeah, and then, uh, again, uh, they're going to be playing in Santa Clara, which is a little uh, ways south of uh, San Francisco. It's, like I said, on the South end of the bay yeah and uh it's uh in levi's stadium so uh we'll see uh interesting matchups this weekend i've got to turn in my uh, team for uh the playoffs and a little fantasy pool but uh uh it should be interesting in that regard uh we'll see if uh any major injuries might come out of this uh, of course the prohibitive favorites kansas city uh, philadelphia uh, along with um, uh, slight favorites of Buffalo and San Francisco over Dallas or Cincinnati and Dallas. So, uh, anyway, we'll have all that for you Monday uh, morning sometime. We'll still, t- of course, it's being hump day. Have a couple more days, see if anything transpires with regards to injuries or updates. So, uh, other than that, Jeff? Uh, well, uh, on that note, you know, we've been talking, and I, I feel like I've been more concerned than anybody else on the uh, Saturday versus Monday game and the, the the lack of rest for the Cowboys. I, and, and again, I'm scratching my head on this. Jerry Jones says, uh, is the playoff schedule unfair to his team? And he says, no, not at all. Uh, that's what we were dealt. We got to play in front of the nation. We got an extra day to get ready for that game. And he, you know, does make a good point there. They had an extra day. Well, not compared to San Francisco. After the, team the season they, ending, The, the yeah. team the, they played had the same extra day, too. But so he's basically saying we've all had the same time off. We had, each had a game, but we had the same time off from last Sunday, last season of the regular, uh, last week of the regular season, and with this game coming up on Sunday. We've each played one game. and He's not concerned about it, but what I'm trying to believe is 
We've been talking about how this had been the first Monday night playoff game. That's right. It wasn't. Oh, really? Apparently last year there was a Monday night game, too, and the Rams played it. The difference between this year and last year, though, the other two NFC games were both on Sunday. Okay. And so whoever won the Monday night game at least was playing a team with only one extra day of rest. Okay. Here it's two, and and they could have done the same thing easily this year. Sure, sure. And you wonder if you even think about those things. But uh, anyway... Uh, we need to take our first break here on Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day Wednesday, January the 18th. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack, and Saturday, it's the 80s Experience. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, recently named a top 10 bar in Louisiana by bestthingslouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the NFL playoffs, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, uh, January the 18th, uh, here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, of course, uh, other news. You know, you wonder with Aaron Rodgers, uh, we mentioned uh, mulling his future. Tom Brady, another one, uh, how he's going to think things through, uh, taking time off, first time the, that they haven't been in the playoffs. So, uh uh, in a while, uh, of course, uh, the Packers uh, get knocked out the last weekend when the Lions beat them in the last game of the regular season. Uh, and uh, you wonder if um, there is the changing of the guard in that re- regard. So uh, elsewhere, just a little quickly, uh, tennis news. Of course, one of the big tournaments going down way down under in Australia, Rafael Nadal lost uh, to the 65th ranked American Mackenzie McDonald uh, in the opening round. I think he was hurt too. He might have had a bit of a hip issue, yeah, um, or a pull muscle something. But he injured his left hip during the second set and was 
clearly hurting the rest of the way, and it's a tough moment. He's 36 years old, man. He's still playing active tennis. Uh, that's uh, pretty impressive. Usually you think those 22- and 23-year-olds would be playing tennis. And uh, elsewhere, uh, Andy Murray uh, supporting a metal hip, upset number 13, Matteo uh, Bettorettini in a five-set thriller, so down under. So for you tennis fans out there, we'll give you a little bit of history on that. NBA action, uh, of course, uh, as uh, teams uh, fighting through it, you wonder when uh, Zion Williamson will be returning from his uh, tweak uh, hamstring. And I think with a toe injury is Ingram. And we haven't seen anything of him uh, lately. And it's been, what, maybe five or six weeks that uh, Ingram's been out. And yeah, I think uh, we mentioned yesterday or Monday's did. game, 25th straight uh, so yeah yeah anyway uh as you mentioned yesterday baylor fell out of the ap women's top uh 25 pole for the first time since 2004 ending a 365 week streak only tennessee with 565 weeks and yukon with 556 still active of uh, the ladies uh elsewhere uh detroit's uh, mercy fifth year uh, senior antoine davis hit his uh 510th three-pointer over the weekend, passing Wolford's Fletcher McGee for the most in D1 history uh, in that regard. So uh, congratulations to that young man, 510 three-pointers. And you play approximately, what, 30, 35 games in college. So uh, if you do the math, uh, he's making a lot of threes during the course of uh, his uh, career. Anyway, LeBron James, you know, he's been uh, playing pretty well lately as a 38-year-old in the NBA. Uh, Of course, LeBron hopes one day to play alongside his sons in in the NBA for now. He'll have to settle for playing against the sons of former opponents. And uh, in Monday's win over the Rockets, LeBron faced Jabari Smith Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., with both of their fathers in attendance. Uh, The Wildstat, the Smiths and the Mortons, the two of the eight father and son duos who have faced off against LeBron in his 20-year uh, career. Uh, Jabari Sr. first faced LeBron in 04. Jabari Jr. most recently faced uh, LeBron on Monday. And was, I, I know he reminded LeBron of that, too. You played against my dad. Come on. Anyway, what are the, you still doing here? Kenyon Martin. Of course, Kenyon played at Cincinnati. I'm not sure where his son played. Uh, Kenyon uh, played against LeBron in 04. The son, uh, Monday, as we, you mentioned. Uh, the Brunsons, Rick, in 03, played against LeBron. Jalen in 22. The Griffins, Adrian in 04. AJ in 23. The Paytons, Gary in 04. Mm. Gary, too, in 22. The Robinsons, Glenn Jr. Junior in 03 was that the big dog, and then Glenn the third in 2020. The Trents, Gary in 03, uh, Gary Junior 22. The Walkers, Samika in 04. I think he played at Louisville and Jabari in 22. Anyway, the big picture: James scored a season high 48 points on Monday to pull within 316 points of all-time uh, scoring record. He's averaging 37, 10, and nine in seven games since returning. 38. Uh, elsewhere, long live the king. So Jabari makes uh, LeBron feel old anyway on Twitter <laughs> in that regard. Steph Curry and Steve Carr spoke in the White House briefing room during Tuesday's visit to celebrate the Warriors' 22 NBA championship. The backdrop, Warriors have won four of NBA titles since 15, and but this was the team's first White House visit since 2016. They didn't make Gee, the trip. I wonder why that was. Yeah, you wonder. Anyway, they didn't make the trip either a time uh, 
they won during the form of President Trump's time. So uh, elsewhere uh, in uh, basketball, uh, collegiate style, number one Houston journey to Fogelman last night, and you can see why they're number one. The Greenies hung around for a little while, uh, but Houston, uh, when you hit 50% from the uh, three-point line, uh, they beat the Wave 80-60 to 60 over in Fogelman, and uh, they remain just one loss. I think their only loss of the year. They lost to Alabama earlier in the year. Of course, Alabama playing pretty well. LSU is trying to get that 40-point uh, loss away from them, uh, which happened over the weekend. Of course, the Tigers uh, will take on Auburn tonight. Of course, Auburn's not a slouchies. I think they're 15th ranked. In the uh, Bruce Perlman's done a good job there. He was sort of exiled for a while, uh, made his return back to the SEC, and he's done a real good job there. Yeah, he has too, and he and a character too. I can recall him getting in the stands and taking his shirt off when the uh, lady uh, volunteers were playing (laughs) and whirling his shirt in the air in support of uh, the uh, lady uh, volunteers. Uh, So. Earl Bruce is a character, and he's got Auburn moving, too. Uh, Anyway, an NCAA action tonight with the men. uh, Virginia Tech uh, takes on Virginia, who's number 11. That's going to be on ESPNU tonight. If you like collegiate basketball, that's going to be a 7 p.m. tip-off. Of course, 16 Auburn at LSU. That's going to be on ESPN2. Number 22, Providence, uh, will be at number 20, Marquette. And that's going to be on the CBS uh, Sports Network uh, and that uh, happening. So uh, a lot going on in collegiate basketball in that regard. And uh, with that, also, Jeff, uh, uh, I was trying to find some of our high school scores last night. I know Catholic High is uh, taking on Southside tonight and not the customarily Tuesday night in that regard. Uh, I've it's got, a non-district game. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I've got Lauraville uh, journeying to Delcom last night, and they take down the Panthers 59-55. to Elsewhere in high school basketball around the area, uh, the Delcom girls defeated the Lauraville girls, as I'm sure the first part of maybe a double, possibly triple header. 33-11, to uh, Delcom beats Lauraville's ladies. Elsewhere in the area, St. Martinville, all over uh, Kaplan, 72-34, to played at St. Martinville. Uh, other local scores, uh, Generet beat back Holland Baptist 59-36, to and that's the boys. Meanwhile, the girls, Holland Baptist beat back the Generet girls 58-24. to uh, Other scores, uh, girls action uh, with uh, Kaplan uh, journeying to uh, St. Martinville and girls action. The uh, Kaplan girls beat the St. Martinville girls 45-37. Uh, in girls' action, West St. Mary, who I watched them play the other night, and they're pretty talented, too. They beat Westgate's ladies 73-23. to That ought to tell you something right there. Uh, looking for some other scores. As I mentioned, Southside will journey to Catholic High tonight to take on the Panthers at 7 o'clock tip-off. Elsewhere uh, in boys' action uh, yesterday, uh, Franklin took down Lake Charles Prep over in Franklin 64-49. to um, that's a score outside the area. Trying to see if I have any other scores. Well, uh, uh, that's last Friday. I don't know if uh, you see any others. I, I've missed. got a couple uh, again area scores, and if I repeat one that Tony offered up, my apologies. But Abbeville beat Erath sixty-six. This is men's action. Right. Sixty-six to fifty-four. Acadiana beat Crowley thirty-nine to thirty-three. Let's see. I don't think you mentioned Central Catholic. They I beat didn't. Hanson. 67 to 40. 
And ESA beat Bell City 58-47. Uh, I understand they had a big soccer win, too, um, as of late. Let's see what else is going on here again. Men's action. Lafayette beat Como 48-41. Let's see. Lincoln Prep. No, it's not in the area. I think you mentioned Lowerville, but they beat Dalcom 59-55. Correct. And Nish over Iowa, 57-52. to uh, They continue to roll. Yeah, I, I, they do have a loss, though, I do believe. Yeah, they, they lost a tournament game. Okay. Northside beat a semifinal, too. Uh, then they went on to win the third-place game. Northside beat Westgate, 68-61. And it was Southside over Northwest last night, 67-40. to and St. Martin will be Kaplan, 72-34. VC over Centerville, 82-44. And let's see. That's pretty much uh, eh, apparently St. Thomas More Karen Crow canceled. Not sure uh, what that was all about. But it wasn't. Well, no, that would have been. Uh, did, no, no. Is Karen Crow in 4A or did they move back up to 5A? I think they're in 4A now. So anyway. And in ladies' action, Abbeville beat Erath 50-37. Barb over Southside 56-34. Karen Crow beat Como 57-29. Central Catholic over Hanson 55-44. I think you mentioned the Delcom Lowerville game, so that was 33-11 again. Uh, Going to see the Lady uh, Tigers of Lowerville next uh, Tuesday or uh, this coming Tuesday. Doubleheader. Um, Delcom uh, or Lowerville hosting Catholic High will have both the ladies and men's game for you here. Let's see what else. Highland, you mentioned, I think, beat Jenneret 58 to 24. Ladies action. Kaplan over St. Martinville 45 to 37. Moving on. It looks like North Vermilion beat Iota 49 to 44. Patterson over E.D. White 44 to 36. And let's see, moving on further, uh, trying to see if there's any more. Turlings, uh, the Lady uh, Rebels beat Mamu, 42-39. to BC beat Centerville, crushed them, 56-13. You mentioned the West St. Mary score, and that is all I have from regional games. Yeah, and, uh, of course, uh, high school basketball, Kane Radio, or has a... Uh, plethora of uh, games we're going to broadcast uh, with regards to uh, our local teams, uh, that being uh, Nish, uh, Westgate, uh, Catholic High, Lauraville. Uh, uh, I don't know if um, any others are on the schedule, but uh, we wish all uh, as uh, basketball season is hot and underway with district action taking place, so uh, we've got a lot of games scheduled uh, over the course of uh, over the year. So uh, with that... Uh, our own trust Truck Jiskler is here. Good yes. Mo- good morning, guys. Good morning. I, I have a quick question. All right. Southside, brand new school, fairly, uh, fairly five, five years, years maybe. Yeah. Five years. How competitive are they, like in football, basketball, and they made it to the quarter final in football this yes. year. That's right. I mean, so. they they quickly they quickly grew. They've already busted the seams at that school. I, I think they've got a couple of temporary buildings, uh, but they've grown quickly and uh, excelled. But that's the what is it, Broussard? Pretty much South, South, South Lafayette, Lafayette, Lafayette Bruce, yeah. North Broussard, Broussard. Youngsville. Yeah. 
the growing area, exploding area. The exploding yeah. area is uh, more appropriate. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's awesome. And they played their games this year in St. Martinville. Football, yeah. Football games because they don't have a stadium set up yet. That, that wow. still surprises me that they don't uh, have something either at the Youngsville Sports Complex for them or on campus. They've got plenty of space over there. Yeah, and didn't they play last year's games at Turling? Yeah, and, for, and, and this was actually more convenient for them. That's a little bit of a quicker trip, less traffic, too. Yeah, and it, se- it seems like they've no neighbors that went to Como. He didn't go to uh, Southside, did he? The kid at LSU, the wide out at LSU. I'm trying you to said St. Martin? St. Martinville, yeah. That's right. St. Martinville, like eight miles away? Yeah. Correct. Wow. That's, that's where they played their home games. That was, that was way out, that's out of the way, right? Well, compared to Turling's, it, it was pretty much a straight east-west trip. And again, less traffic than going up into North Lafayette or North. Bigger stadium. I don't know about that. St. Martinville Stadium maybe holds 2,500 people. It's been a maybe. while since I've been to St. Martinville. It was such an un- inconvenient place. The press box is on the far side, and uh, you got to walk a million miles. Um, but they did recently turf that field. Drillings has a great uh, facility. Yeah, they do. Y'all have the same problem we have? The talent. We have to walk so far. Oh, yeah, God. Dog, even at Westgate, you know, I, I yeah, you've we're, got yep. You know, when we did the Destrahan game, Keith and I were parked right next to the stadium, and then, well, of course, we got there ridiculously early, but but that's what you do. Uh, but uh, the Westgate, you got to walk a mile to get uh, from the parking lot to the far side of the stadium. I'll admit that the stadiums, each stadium, each year. Got tougher and tougher to climb. It does. I, mean, I, I kept asking, have they expanded this I, I think of I think of our friend Oris Cormier. Every yes. time I walk up those stadium steps, because uh, the, the couple of days before he passed away, he, he wouldn't walk up the steps to get the mic. We had to bring it on down to him. He was working sidelines for us. He was not uh, feeling good that day. But then the next morning, he, he looked and sounded great. And then Sunday, he passed away. It was uh, yeah, so. But I think about that. Every time and every year, it does get tougher. It does. It does. Thank you, guys. First, I'm not doing myself any favors. Yeah. Uh, Just a little tidbit before we go to our next break. And I got a little uh, note here that uh, Grayson Sonia, a young man, he's a quarterback at Lafayette High School. He signed a national letter of intent uh, with Dartmouth. Uh, So he's going to be with Buddy Tevens, the uh, guy who began the Manning Passing Academy over at New Orleans. And then they moved it to Nichols for the area. Uh, his brother Zan's a sophomore and plays baseball at LSU E. But uh, congratulations to Sonia, your Grayson Sonia, Dartmouth College. You know, uh, pretty going, prestigious. Going into the buddy system. That's the, he is going into the buddy <laughs> system and uh, going up at Dartmouth. Uh, Dartmouth, I believe, is in uh, Vermont. Uh, Dartmouth College, I think they call it. They don't call it a university. They call it Dartmouth College. Anyway, a prestigious Ivy League school. Going to be playing with uh, Buddy Tevens. Uh, a quarterback, so uh, congratulations to Grayson. Uh, Buddy Tevens, class guy, too. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jay. Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bachelor, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on this hump day, January the 18th. And, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, I was just uh, uh, strobing through uh, the Internet, and I found this. uh, The next Saints quarterback, you know, our own Bob Rose, who – was with us just about on uh, every Monday morning other than a couple of Tuesdays. He was with us through the holidays. But uh, he even mentioned uh, weeks ago that uh, he doesn't feel either Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston would be back as the Saints quarterback. And I see an article uh, with regards to the odds on Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, or even Tom Brady uh, being the Saints quarterback. And, of course, the Saints – a lot of uncertainty about who will be the new Saints uh, or, or the starting quarterback, I should say, uh, with regards to the Saints. Jameis Winston started uh, the first three games only to be injured and replaced with Andy Dalton uh, when Winston was healthy again. However, the team's salary cap restrictions, the lack of a first-round pick, or at least in, if until when Sean Payton's sweepstakes is completed, uh, they find a big-name answer at quarterback and then, it's going to be a challenge. I just the feeling is that the Saints uh, just might opt out with uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, uh, a prominent uh, backup quarterback, uh, hasn't stopped the Saints from uh, being mentioned when it comes to the biggest names potentially on a trade or a free agent market. Uh, Derek Carr, whose social media message last week made it clear that his days in Las Vegas were finished. Ravens' Lamar Jackson will be a free agent if Baltimore doesn't re-sign him. And, of course, Tom Brady. But, but they have threatened to put the franchise tag on him. Oh, okay. So I, I don't think uh, he's going anywhere. Yeah, I tend to agree season. with you. Hundley played pretty well, but uh, he's not Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry, who changes the, the game in a lot of aspects. 
Of course, uh, the sports book, a landing spot. So let's start with the shortest odds. Carr at plus 800 odds to land with the Saints, 11% chance. If the Raiders can't trade Carr by February 15th, they're likely to release him to avoid the big salary cap hit, and that means he'd be a free agent to sign with anyone. Current favorites are the Jets, uh, the Colts, followed by the Titans, the Saints, and the Commanders. Uh, elsewhere, the others, more of a long shot. Jackson's uh, prop bet is for which team uh, he was the NFL MVP in 19 will play for as he doesn't return to Baltimore, which is clearly the most likely outcome. If not, however, the Saints check in at plus 1,500 odds, uh, implying a 6% chance. And according to the odds, there's actually a better chance Jackson would land with one of the Saints' NFC South rivals. And again, the Jets, uh, followed by Atlanta, Carolina Panthers, and uh, the Raiders, with the Commanders and New England Patriots next. I, I personally think uh, the, the Saints, uh, uh, possibly for quarterbacks, does the name Jimmy Garoppolo ring a bell? I mean, the 49ers, they've got, they've got three quarterbacks. But I've also heard Trey Lance is a possible move. Uh, that uh, might be, you might be some, right about someone, that. Someone uh, suggested Trey Lance might be the odd man out the way Garoppolo played after Lance got hurt early, and then Brock Purdy seems to be the next guy up now, as opposed to Trey Lance. Yeah, and you wonder uh, what's going to transpire. I mean, I can't see the 49ers keeping all uh, three of them. Uh, uh, no. And, 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 and again, uh, they could use one of the three as trade bait. Exactly. And, that, that's uh, why you don't keep all three, because yeah. um, you're, you're wasting an opportunity. It, it, and it is. so uh, Unless, of course, you get injuries like, gee, they did this year. They needed all three of them, didn't they? You, you, you kind of wonder, too, if uh, Sean Payton signs on with uh, Team X would Tom Brady uh, be inclined to follow t- uh, uh, Sean uh, And again, I think it's uh, just the situation Peyton finds himself in. Again, we mentioned before, if he goes to the Chargers, uh, he's got Justin Herbert. He's not going to bring in Brady. Yeah. You know, but you go to just about every other situation. Uh, there's still some question marks about Kyle Murray at Arizona, whether or not, um, you know, the, the whole contract fiasco from – before the start of the season, the whole uh, you got to dedicate X amount of time to reading the playbook, and then they removed it after they got such backlash. Uh, it was such a bad PR situation. But maybe there was a reason why it was in there originally. Yeah, you're right. And uh, uh, the Saints have him under contract through the 2024 season, not till the 2024, but through it. So we're talking about two more seasons of NFL football. And uh, if he lands somewhere, uh, who knows? Uh, there are five openings right now. Uh, three of the, t- the current teams have approached him uh, with regards to uh, Denver, Houston, along with uh, Carolina. And uh, the two other teams. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about a scenario. Okay, right. Sean Payton's under contract. Correct. He retired voluntarily. He wasn't fired, obviously. He retired, stepped down. What if he demanded to go back to the Saints? Ooh. Say, I, I'm ready to fulfill my contract. This do the, is true. Do the Saints have to bring him back? Yeah, that's, that's a call. And, and if they don't, then is he cut? Is he finds a way to become a free agent by demanding to be with the Saints again? And don't think uh, the, the attorneys are thinking so, that yeah. through uh, in that regard. Of course, Mrs. Benson and Mickey Loomis will be the two that I have to sit down and chat about that. And I'm sure Loomis's input, Mrs. Benson would listen to. 
interesting situation and scenario is Peyton says, hey, I'm ready to come back. I had my time off, got married, and did this and that. And, Gained uh, 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that had been an interesting scenario in that regard. So uh, um, who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm sure the Saint fans were welcoming him back with open arms. Of course, Mickey Loomis said uh, Dennis Allen would be the coach for the 23 season. And um, is that going to change maybe with uh, Peyton's uh, demands? Who knows? Uh, interesting scenario, though, in that regard. So uh, elsewhere uh, in the NFL uh, uh, playoffs this weekend, we'll see uh, with uh, regards to that. Um, but by the way, one other note, uh, right. talking about uh, the kicking situation there. Saw an interesting piece. Um, Lawrence Tynes. Um, he uh, is a former uh, Giants kicker, I believe. But if the Cowboys wanted to replace kicker Brett Mayer after his struggles Monday night, Lawrence Tynes made it clear he would not come out of retirement to join uh, the Cowboys. Responding to a fan on Twitter who <laughs> joked he might be called in for a workout, Tynes responded he wouldn't suit up for the Cowboys if they paid him $10 million per game. Clearly still believes in the power of NFC East rivalries if he's willing to Turned down that kind of money. Spent six seasons playing for the Giants from 2007 to 12. Uh, in the 2007 playoffs, the Giants upset a Cowboy team that won 13 games. Uh, but that was when Tony Romo didn't know how to win a playoff. That's game, right. You know? And uh, you remember the the fumble incident on the extra point, too? Oh, that was one of my favorite moments. Gee. That up, was, uh, up that, in Seattle, huh? It uh, Yeah, and that allowed the Seahawks then to play the Bears, and I wanted to play the Bears much more. I mean, uh, Seahawks much more than I wanted to play Dallas that year. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm seeing an article uh, with regards to uh, Bengals president Mike Brown uh, mentioned that he hopes to keep Joe Burrow for a long career in Cincinnati. He understands it will come at a price. Uh, you know, they're the reigning AFC champs right now. So the pregame uh, aired uh, Sunday that Burrow's recent comments uh, about the window for a potential Super Bowl run lasting his whole career, exceeding the span of his team-friendly rookie contract. And Brown uh, made mention he's going to have a long career here in Cincinnati. We wanted to be here. I think his window will extend over the whole career. Uh, but there is a fact when you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary amount that leaves room to pay other players more, and therefore you can keep more of the players that are a good team. I'm a big believer in, uh, especially with baseball, when I, I saw the Rangers paying uh, Rodrigue all this money with a quarter of a billion dollars at one time you know how many good players you can divide that up and get have a really a better team and, and one guy who hits 340 and hits 40 homers and drives in 130 runs uh i'm just especially in baseball man you find a lot of good players at 15 10 15 million dollars a year you know the a's have not won a world series in a long time however they've competed they have with, with a low budget low attendance crappy stadium uh, Billy Bean knew uh, right. how to play Moneyball. He and did. A great movie, but uh, true, he just found ways to say, let's look at things just a little bit differently, and, and they've competed. Again, and they, they, they have. haven't won a title, they haven't won too many playoff series, but they get into the postseason. They and, compete much and, of the time. And not only that, uh, uh, competing, but... Uh, teams come by and just cherry pick his player, better players, Mm -hmm. you know, when they exceed uh, expectations and uh, they go on to uh, better careers. Uh, 
and it's quite uh, extraordinary. As you mentioned, that the A's really compete, and they can play with anybody at times. Heck, they won, what, 20 straight games at one time uh, in uh, Billy Ball uh, back in the day when they uh, were competing, and uh, it's amazing uh, what they've done, too, with a very nominal budget. to work Nominal with in, budget, no doubt. To, to work with in Oakland, so... Anyway, uh, it's time for another break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Hump Day, January 18th. We'll be back with more in Today in Sports History right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack, and Saturday, it's the 80s Experience. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, recently named a top 10 bar in Louisiana by bestthingslouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the NFL playoffs, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day Wednesday, January the 18th. Uh, uh, and, you know, things uh, just uh, around the sporting world trying to see. I saw an article with Tom Brady that uh, first time in, uh, ended Monday, Tom Brady's season, of course, ended with the loss to the Cowboys. And, and uh, marking the first time in a decade that he won't uh, win the Super Bowl on every other year cycle, in 13 and 14, he did not win the Super Bowl, but he came back the next year, 14 and 15, to win the Super Bowl. So the Patriots beat the Seahawks 28-24. And in 15 and 16, did not win the Super Bowl. In 16 and 17, he won the Super Bowl as the Patriots beat the Falcons 34-28. Of course, the infamous 28-3 Falcon lead. Uh, they still get, they get the heebie-jeebies in New Orleans. Elsewhere, and then 17-18, he did not win the Super Bowl. Then in 18 and 19, he won the Super Bowl as the Patriots uh, beat the Rams 13-3. And the Saints should have been in that game due to the infamous non-call in the Superdome on the pass interference. Then in 2019 and 2020, did not win the Super Bowl. In the 2021 season, he won the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bucks beat the Chiefs 31-19. Of course, uh, the Bucks beat the Saints 
in that playoff game too uh, in the Dome. Elsewhere in 2021 and 22, he did not win the Super Bowl. And of course, this year in 22-23, did not win the Super Bowl. But uh, Good news is he can make the <laughs> premiere for 80 for Brady now. He doesn't have that distraction. Oh, you're right, and he doesn't. And uh, Brady right now... Uh, Pondering his future, uh, whether it be with Tampa Bay, with the Glacier family, or uh, or if he uh, decides maybe to move on to someone else, I'm sure he's looking for a little better offensive line, too, uh, to play with if he does decide to continue playing. Uh, wishing the best. Uh, <laughs> you know, would he come back to New Orleans uh, or with Sean Payton <laughs> demanding his job back or would he end up in Arizona or Carolina or any of the other openings they have right now in the NFL? Uh, you know, I can't believe, you know, the Jets are being talked about for quarterbacks. You know, they've got two pretty decent quarterbacks. They drafted one, and they also, uh, White, did a pretty good job for them through the course of the year. Uh, don't know why they're interested in a quarterback. They, they should find a, a better team as a whole. Uh, they've got quarterbacks and throw the football. But, but you know, there was some instability there, and if you can get a guy like Lamar Jackson, uh, you take him. Oh, in yeah. a heartbeat. You're right about that. So, uh Anyway, um, that's what's uh, shaking right now. Of course, uh, tonight LSU plays uh, Auburn. Uh, Catholic High takes on Southside at uh, Catholic High if you're looking for a little high school game to go to. So uh, some area action here on a Wednesday hump day when um, usually high school teams play Tuesday and uh, Friday. So uh, in the meantime, also heard that uh, – I don't know if it's public. I guess I'll make it public – that uh, former head coach at Catholic High School, Scott Watney, has yeah, found he, an opportunity. He posted this on social media. Okay. So. Found an opportunity at uh, going back to his alma mater at Holy Cross in New Orleans. So uh, I think his, uh, his uh, capacity over at Catholic High might – end over in the end of January from what I'm understanding so good luck to him and enjoyed uh, uh, working with him and being with him on uh, CHS Coaches Show along with uh, high school football games out at uh, Panther Stadium. No doubt uh, do uh, you know on behalf of the station appreciate uh, his efforts uh, over the past couple of years wish him well. Yep had a uh, course of course new head football coach uh uh, Matt Decimo on Monday night uh, talking a little bit about himself and the, and the school and what he'll be doing offensively and defensively. Uh, and we wish and, him and well that, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, as time goes on, things change and nothing remains the same. Today in sports history, January the 18th, uh, in 1896, believe it or not, Dr. James Naismith, uh, the first college basketball game with five players on each side is conducted by the University of Iowa, of all places, and it invites students from the University of Chicago for an experimental game. Uh, of course, Chicago University, or is it the University of Chicago? There's um, Chicago State. There's University of Illinois at Chicago. Well, this is the big Chicago from Chicago, meaning uh, the first Heisman was Jay uh, Berwanger, who won the Heisman, and they dropped football a few years later. Mm. Anyway, they beat Iowa 15-12 to 12 in a basketball. What if they used the peach baskets? I do not know. That's a good question. Didn't look that up. On this date, 1938, pitcher Grover Cleveland uh, Alexander Big Pete is elected to Baseball Hall of Fame. On this date in 1947, the Detroit Tigers sell of all people Hank Greenberg to the Pirates for twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars. Of course, Greenberg, a uh, great outfielder for the Pirates. I think he hit fifty-eight home runs one year and challenged Ruth Mark back in the thirties. 
Elsewhere on this date, 1950, Bob Feller, after a 15 and 14 season, takes a $20,000 salary cut to 45000 a pay cut as Feller's own suggestion. $45,000 is still a lot of money in 1950. Elsewhere in 1951, the NFL draft, uh, Kyle Rote from SMU is the first pick by the New York Giants, he and Frank Gifford. Uh, they lead the uh, Charlie Connolly lead the Giants to the NFL title in '56. Also in 1951, the NFL rules tackles and guards and centers are ineligible for a forward pass. Of course, that rule changed uh, with the wide receiver dropping off the line and making a tackle eligible. I think Bill Parcells. Or with, no, it was uh, you still Belichick. Have to report though. Yeah, Belichick being... ran that uh, ran that tackle eligible against somebody. I think in a playoff game too, helped win the game. 1955, the fifth NBA All-Star game, the East beats the West. Uh, Bill Sherman, uh, former uh, Celtic, uh, and also the Laker coach that guided the Lakers to the 72 World Championship, uh, was the MVP of the game. In 1963, Al Davis becomes the head coach and the general manager of the Oakland Raiders on this date. And on this date in 72, 1972, the 22nd NBA All-Star Game in the Forum in Inglewood, the West beats the East, 112 to 110. Jerry West, Zeke from Cabin Creek, uh, hits uh, Mr. Clutch, hits the last second 20-foot game winner on a jump shot. 1973 on this day, the Boston Red Sox signed Orlando Cepeda as the first player signed as a DH for the Red Sox, 73. 1976 on this date in Super Bowl X, Miami uh, being played. The Steelers beat the Cowboys 21-17. The MVP, Lynn Swan, and all those catches he made. Was that the game Jackie Smith dropped a touchdown catch in the end zone? Uh, Jackie Smith, our own Louisiana native, from uh, played at Northwestern State, the Demons. Uh, 1983 on this date, the IOC restores Jim Thorpe's Olympic medals in the pentathlon and decathlon victories 70 years after they were taken away from him for being paid $25 to play a semi-pro game. Of course, Jim Thorpe passed away in 1951. Elsewhere on this date, 96, baseball owners unanimously approve interleague play for 97 I uh, still don't think that's right. But elsewhere in 1998, the Celtics retire Robert Parrish's double zero. And on that same night, Larry Bird returned to the Boston Garden as the head coach of the Indiana Pacers for the first time. Uh, elsewhere, the NFC and AFC games in 04, the Patriots beat the Colts 24-14. The Panthers beat the Eagles 14-3. And, of course, we all know who won the championship game uh, as the Patriots beat back uh, the the Panthers in a pretty good game. Jake DeLome, uh, Bull Ridge native, was a quarterback for the Carolina in that game. Elsewhere, birthdays today, born on this date, 1938, Kirk Flood. Uh, of course, Kirk Flood, known for uh, challenging the reserve clause in baseball. He set the pace to open up free agency for baseball in the mid to late uh, 70s. Elsewhere, birthday today, born in 1950, Heisman Trophy winner, Pat Sullivan, uh, the 71 Heisman Trophy winner. Of course, he played uh, at Auburn. Uh, also with the Falcons and coached at TCU in Sanford, uh, born in Birmingham, Alabama. Of course, Pat Sullivan passed away in 19. Also born on this date in 1995, Leonard Fournette, the former LSU Tiger, Jaguar, and uh, playing now with the Buccaneers, born in New Orleans in those day. And the quote of the day, uh, I went back to Larry Bird. Larry Bird had a pretty good, <laughs> interesting quote. He said, leadership is diving for loose balls getting the crowd involved, get a, getting other players involved, and it's being able to take it as well as dishing it out. You know, 
we've always heard he was one of the big talkers on the floor in the NBA. And that's the only way to get the respect from uh, other players in the league. Larry Bird, uh, one of the biggest trash talkers in the NBA ever. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, that's it today in sports history here on January 18th. One thing of note, uh, the first of three uh, virtual pre-convention area meetings for the LHSAA took place yesterday. Focused on North Louisiana yesterday, they'll be meeting today at 1 virtually um, in the, say, central and south central and southwestern regions. Tomorrow, the Baton Rouge, New Orleans area, and then uh, that is all uh, in advance of the full-fledged meeting, the 25th through the 27th. And again, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where those principles uh, go after the executive committee made a lot of changes. Uh, It'll be interesting to see with the principals then with the opportunity to override those, confirm them, tweak them. Uh, that, that's going to be interesting. Um, that's going to be some great discussion. Next week, um, did you and Matt talk uh, at all about that uh, on Monday? Very little, but some. Uh, we talked about how he felt with the uh, select, non-select, and the division. He just said, i got to deal with it. Uh, the principals, uh, I don't think it should be that way. He thinks everybody should be playing against everybody. And to make uh, championships uh, what they should be like they were 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, I would agree. Um, uh, and again, if you're going to uh, keep the split, I still say you need to cut down maybe on uh, one or two more classifications or divisions as they're known now. But uh, that's my thought. Yeah, and we'll see what comes out of there. Uh, we should maybe know something maybe by Friday possibly. Uh, they meet for, what, three days up in Baton Rouge, uh, the principals. And, uh, yeah, the 25th through the 27th. So oh, okay. um, it'll okay. be probably the following Monday, the 30th, where we'll be able to talk about the end result. Yeah. Although some of those votes might come early enough in their, their session that perhaps we'll know something as early as next Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it should be interesting, too, because, uh, you know, the principals could just trash everything that the commission had decided to do. And, and again, um, you know, if you look back on... This year, I think the only real mistake was teams scheduling, not knowing that uh, their whole playoff system was going to be shaken up. You know, I, I think the, the current situation would be fine, but you just have to start making your regular season schedule make sense with it. Yeah, that's right. So and that, uh, They didn't have that chance this year. Yep, and uh, you're right, and uh, the, because uh, the schedules were already set and uh, they came out with, in September, late September, with regards to the playoff system, too. Uh, a lot of changes. There you go. That's it for Bayou Sports. As always, big thanks to our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for State Rep District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and Schwing Insurance. Appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.